0: what is up podcast world another episode here from Olson bro thanks so much for tuning in I hope you're having a great day I hope you're healthy and you're safe and you have lots of toilet paper uh what a crazy time we live in right now it's it's pretty amazing uh but there's so many good people out there doing amazing things so pat yourself on the back if you're one of those good people out there helping and serving and uh Setting a good example for me and my kids. Really appreciate it. So, hey, uh, those of you who tuned in, you uh, are though, hello, let's try that again. Those of you who are still listening to this podcast are either super bored or you're probably just good friends, right? Because you listened to the first episode and you thought, oh, wow, this is going to be about football. Okay, maybe I'm interested in football until you got to the second podcast and you thought, oh, he's going to talk about YouTube. And then somebody said, oh, maybe, hey, I am D- I want to figure out a little bit about YouTube. Only to find out in the third episode, he talked about his window cleaning company. So now you're probably just confused. So some of you may be tuning in just to find out what kind of a uh, train wreck this podcaster, Olsen Bro, is going to offer today. So thanks for doing that, man. I really appreciate your support. Um, it's pretty cool hearing from old friends, people texting me and messaging me um, that I, don't even, I didn't even realize would ever listen to this podcast, so that's pretty fun. Um, as I thought about what I might talk about today, um, I figured I would talk a little bit more about business, <clears throat> only because an old friend of mine, in fact somebody who used to work for me cleaning windows, Josh, he reached out to me the other night and we got to talk for maybe, I don't know, an hour on the phone and catch up. And I love that kid. I love that. He's not a kid anymore. I love that man. He's a good guy. He's living in Texas. He's doing pest control right now, um, as well as he's he's making things out of wood. He's, he's become a craftsman. And uh, we were talking about business and strategy and things that I've been doing and things I've learned over the years. And so I thought maybe I'd share some of those today. Um, in his neighborhood, what they were charging, they, they, he and his, their neighbor and the neighbor's wife offered to clean windows to everybody in the neighborhood for a set price, which he thought was way higher than what he had been charging over there. He started doing some window cleaning on the side also in Texas, and he was pretty shocked at what they were charging. And he was asking me, is this sound right? Because I'm way undercharging charging if this is correct. And we talked a little bit about pricing and how we charged. And I told them back in the beginning, um, you know, pretty much what I did is I, I, I called around other companies and I found out how they were charging. Um, and that wasn't necessarily the best way to do it because a lot of the guys I was talking to or companies were out of state and other places. And it can really vary what people charge. But I told them one of the big mistakes I made in the beginning when my brother Kyle and I started this business is when I thought about marketing. I really was thinking about me as a person that I was marketing to. That's a huge mistake. I later on found out I am not my ideal customer. I am way too cheap, right? Me, the customer, I try to find the best things, the best products, the best services, and I try to get them to do it at the cheapest prices. So if I was to get a window cleaning company, I would call five companies I would look online and find the best ones I could find and I'd mingle that in with the cheapest guy I could find. I would get the cheapest guy's price and then I would call back up the guy that the company that I thought was the best and I would haggle with him and say, hey, your competitor is only charging, you know, this price. Can you match it? And that's kind of how I do it, because I'm a cheapskate, right? I don't want to market to people like me. I don't want me as a customer. I found that out later on. So it really changed the way I started marketing. I also realized, and I told Josh this, um, you are what you charge. So if I offer to clean your windows for $1, that's all it's worth to you. Window cleaning for me is only worth $1. If the other guy comes up and says, no, I charge $100, you automatically think the $100 guy is better than me, because I'm only charging a dollar. So there's this perceived value in charging more money, right? A lot of times when I'm comparing different companies or different services, I typically associate the best company with the one that charges the most money, which definitely is not always accurate. But there's that perceived value. I want the most expensive one. It could be any product. If I'm looking at products on Amazon and they're all very similar, the one that charges more I typically think that's the better product to get and that's the one that I want. So I've definitely learned over the years to charge a little bit more, right? To, to actually find the customers that I want. So my ideal customer for my window cleaning business are people that are not nickel and diming me. The ones that are counting windows and trying to get the cheapest price, those are not my customers. So I used to... Uh, When my brother and I first started cleaning windows, we'd go to your home and you'd say, yeah, I want to have these 10 windows here clean, just the outside. Well, we'd go count the 10 windows, just the outside, and that's the only bid we'd give you. And then we were always a little nervous, you know, hey, it's this much money, is that okay? And you know what? We closed on those jobs almost 100% of the time because we were very flexible with our pricing, we were very inexpensive, and we never upsold right? And we were already there at your home. And later on, as I changed my business model and our marketing, I started upselling. In fact, one of the first times we upsold, Kyle and I, we, uh, we were at a house and cleaning the windows. And one of the customers had asked us, hey, would you spray down our house with the hose? I'll pay you an extra, you know, 20 bucks or something. And we thought, well, heck yeah, we'll spray down your house. That sounds like fun. We'll get the hose out, spray it down. It's really easy. And so we made an extra 20 bucks. So then we went to the next house that had a window cleaning job. We gave them a quote for what they asked for, but we had predetermined, hey, we're going to offer it to this house. We're going to offer a house wash, a house spray down. And I remember Kyle, it took some, some courage to go, well, hey, we could, uh, we're also offering a house spray down for $50 where we spray down your whole house. And I remember the customer just looked and said, yeah, go for it. I want that. And we looked at each other and we went, holy cow, we just made an extra 50 bucks for spraying this guy's house down. It was like a light bulb went off. It was super cool. And uh, later on, especially in, with our website, on, on my website now for the window cleaning, you can actually get a quote on the website. We use this uh, this great software called Responsibid. A friend of mine, Kurt Kempton, invented it. And it allows you to get a quote on the website and it automatically upsells you. So we don't offer just one package, we offer three packages, a good, better, and best option. So it automatically upsells the customer. So they may have only come in with the idea of getting some windows cleaned, you know, maybe a set amount of windows or just the exterior, but now they've been presented with these three different packages. And what's amazing is that most of the time they pick that middle package. Most people look at it and say, well, I don't want the cheapest one. Well, I can't afford the most expensive one. I'll get the middle one. And they automatically upsell themselves to that middle package, which was just eye-popping. It brought up our orders significantly. And then the people, our golden customers, man, they don't even bat an eye. They look, I want the best. They don't even care what it costs. Give me the premium. If we offered more, they would do it, right? Just give me the premium. I want the best one. I don't even want to think about it. And uh, that, that was eye opening to say the least. And uh, it's really also, the other big thing with that is I moved our minimum up significantly. So now any of the people that were cheap like me, they, that, their, their price range is gone, right? No one's coming in getting their house cleaned for $60. We don't offer that. So it automatically cut out a lot of those customers that were like me that wanted cheaper services. And the other thing we don't ever do is offer coupons or groupons, because those are customers like me again, the ones that are looking for the deals that want the cheapest price for the best service. Uh, we don't want to be that. and We don't want to attract customers like myself to, uh, to do business with. So not that they're bad people, because I'm a good person. They're just not my ideal customer, not who I'm going after, if that makes sense. So when you're starting a business, you know, like Josh was kind of doing with his, with his wood making business, um, I I know how it, well, I know how it is to start a business. In the beginning, it feels like you're you're just kind of trying to take anything you can get, right? You'll take any job you can get just because you you're happy to get work. And so in the beginning, when we started this company, we were taking jobs all over the valley. We were all over the place, right? We would go to North Phoenix, to Scottsdale, to Mesa. We were just all over the map going after jobs and we didn't have really, didn't have minimums. And by the way, when we started this back in 2001, we didn't have iPhones, right? There was no, there was no Google Maps in our pocket. It was, it was, oh man, it was hilarious. We would spend, we would give three hour windows for the job Because it took that long to find a house sometimes, right? There were so many times my brother and I would be out in the middle of Phoenix looking for a house with a map, right, where we'd have to call my dad and he would go look up, not Google Maps, but it was MapQuest back then, and it wasn't totally complete, but he would look it up and he would relay back to us, um, you know, certain crossroads and, and where to go and it was just so crazy, man. It, I can't believe how much time it took us to find those houses back then. Uh, but yeah, we were all over the place, taking any jobs we could get. If people, um, you know, we, we kind of just took any extra things they asked us to do as well. And we weren't so focused on what we wanted to do. And we were kind of just spread out really thin in the beginning. And that's, that happens to a lot of businesses in the beginning. Um, so as I talked to Josh about this, I said, you got to be careful with what you charge, like with his wood making business, for example, um, if you charge only, I mean, if you charge a bare minimum, cause, cause you're, you're nervous about, um, thinking people you're nervous that you're not good enough yet. For example, whatever you charge is what people think your value is. So if you only charge five dollars, again, that's what they think your value is. So uh, figure out what you're doing, get good at it, and then be confident and charge enough money to make a living, right? Um, I I had a it's funny I had a, a, a conversation with a customer, a potential customer, a few months back via email. He by the way, let me preface this. I'll come back to this. I'll come back to that experience. But in the beginning. Um, one, of the, one of the places where everybody was marketing their service businesses was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale was, was where all the rich people lived. So everybody wanted to get into Scottsdale, right? That was the most expensive place to market with the yellow pages, um, with any type of ad, ads. Scottsdale was the expensive place to get in. And I found out over the years, we don't like to be in Scottsdale. I found out most of those houses that we would do in Scottsdale became big headaches, right? Not only were they the most difficult jobs because they had all sorts of intricate windows and they had million, million dollar vases surrounding the glass and we'd have to be super careful with everything. And it was just, you know, having employees in there was almost, you know, heart attack inducing, right? You're just worried the whole time something's gonna happen praying nothing's going to break or no one's going to slip or some, you know, any of those kind of things. And then those customers, most of those customers were the the kind of nickel and dime. They got rich because they were so tight with their money. They were not free with their money, a lot of them. So I found that out. It was kind of interesting just because they were rich didn't mean they were free with their money and liked to spend money. Um, anyway, now come back to this story. So the other day, His customer, potential customer, emails me. They went online, got a bid, and got a price. And then they emailed me back and and wanted to debate with me. He basically told me, he broke down my bid and broke down how long he thought it would take me to clean his windows. And then he justified his hourly rate based on some other service companies like his landscaper. Um, his plumber, some different guys. And he based it on that and he thought, well, he, what he valued the window cleaner's time at is what he calculated in his overall um, proposal to me. <laughs> it was so funny. But he went and he had this long email and he was this professional uh, rich person over in Scottsdale, right? And I wish I still had that email. I can't find it for some reason. But he basically went on to tell me and he had it all calculated out about what I should be charging. And this is what he would pay. And it was about half of what my bid was. And so then I just simply responded, yeah, you know what? No, thank you. Um, basically, <laughs> we charge what we charge um, because, I mean, I can't remember which email. We, we, we went back and forth on a few emails. But my basically my stance was, if I was doing this by myself, Hey, that hourly rate might be nice, but you don't understand that I run a business. So any of you guys starting a business out, you have to think this far ahead because the plan probably is to hire other people to do the work, right? So in the beginning, if you're only charging based on you doing the work, you're not thinking ahead. So I explained to him, I have overhead costs. I have marketing bills. I have insurance. I have gas that I'm paying. I have taxes that I'm paying. I have employees that I'm paying. So, again, if I was the technician only, that hourly rate might be worth it to me, but it's not. And then he went back again, and his whole thing was math doesn't lie. I thought that was so interesting. And it made me think of one of my favorite companies, Apple. I love Apple products. And, I, and if you guys are not Apple people, you're, de- you're usually all my friends that are not Apple fans like to debate that Apple products are not the best because they don't have the best specs and all these different things, right? They're way overpriced. I can get a much better computer. You know, if I if I build a Windows computer, I get so many better specs and all these different things. Um, But because it's Apple, I pay a premium and I'm okay with that. The value is there for me, right? They can charge and they they charge crazy amounts of money, but people like me go and buy it. Right? And there's different reasons for that. Some of it, yeah, sure. I'm sure some people just look and it's Apple. They buy anything Apple. Uh, but then there are some of us who we buy into that ecosystem. Um, and we just, now we're hooked, right? Because everything works together. Um, and then some people just know Apple's good, right? We, we just believe their, their software and hardware combined are unbeatable, right? Because they do both. So anyway... Math doesn't lie. That was kind of funny to me, his perception on that. And I told him, you know, my ending message to him was, isn't it great that there are so many other companies um, for you to choose from? You know, you have lots of options out there. Just like if I can't find customers that will pay me for what I charge, I'm going to run out. of, I'm going to go out of business. Luckily for me, I have customers out there who think I'm worth what I'm charging. You're obviously not one of them. So, I welcome you to go find another company right he was he was pretty belittling, and i was I was a little nicer than that. But it was interesting to me that he thought I should charge what he what he valued it what he thought the value of it was. But you have to be careful, right? You have to be careful in setting your prices and um, and in these kind of negotiations. A lot of times over the years when I've stuck to my guns, I've had guys like that who've come in really hard and they're really intimidating. A lot of time and in, in when we're doing commercial jobs or different things, they're super intimidating and they come in and tell you you're way too much and all this kind of stuff and you can't be charging that much. And when I've held my guns, held, held, held my ground and said, no, this is what we charge, take it or leave it. Most of the time they take it. It's funny. That's like part, that's like part of the game. That's what they do. So once they realize that's what it is, okay, now I'm willing to pay it. But if I could get you to do it for cheaper, then I would have got it cheaper, right? That's just what they do. So if you hold your ground, and you just say, no, this is my price, most of the time people believe that's what it costs. That's what it should be. And so that was a, that's a pretty neat lesson to learn, especially when you're starting out. Another funny thing people, people do frequently that, and this is a good technique if you own a business and people are calling in and they're and they're trying to get a good price from you I've had a lot of people over the years calling and saying you know after you give them your price they say well hey my other window cleaner only charged you know one dollar why are you charging a hundred and I always say man that is such an amazing deal it doesn't matter what price they quote my other company only charged 500 you're charging 600 I always say man that is an amazing price you are getting a steal. Well, why aren't you going with them? I always ask that. Well, if they're offering you such a great price, why aren't you going with them? And most of the time, the answer is, well, I just can't get a hold of them. They're not returning my call. And then I always just go, ah, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. They're probably not in business anymore. They weren't charging enough, right? And that always, <laughs> always catches them off guard, right? Oh, of course not. Yeah, I couldn't stay in business either if I charged that much. Right. Yeah. They they probably were just doing it themselves and they weren't they weren't paying taxes. And now they're trying that now they can't afford to do it that way. You know, and that always catches them and and gives them a reality check and makes them think, okay, well, what you're charging must be the right amount, because it's true. I can't get a hold of that company anymore. They're no longer around. So those are just a little some some little tips on charging and marketing. Uh, Maybe I'll talk some more about that in future episodes. It would actually be funner to talk to someone like Josh on a podcast or one of you who have questions and, and maybe we can discuss some things and, and things we've done that worked and things we've done that haven't worked. Um, if you have any suggestions on or questions or things I can talk about in future podcasts, please reach out. You can do that on social media, on my Facebook page, Olsen Bro, or even on Instagram. I have an Olsen Bro Instagram Um or via email, reviews at gmail.com. And I'd love to put together a list of some things maybe people might be interested in hearing about. So anyway, I hope again, you're having a great day. Thanks for tuning in today. Stay safe out there and keep your chin up. Things are gonna get better, I promise. See ya.